Hey everybody, this is, we're back today. This is a Wednesday. Uh, last week we talked about immune health and herbs that we can take and lifestyle um, changes that we can make to keep our immune system strong. This week we're going to talk about exercise and exercise, the benefits of exercise, what type you should do. We're also going to talk about some exercise nutrition. So, Jennifer, how are you doing this week? It's been a busy, busy week, but I'm doing well. How good. about you? Doing good. Yes. So, yeah, so we're talking about exercise and the benefits. Oh, yeah. Um, I know a lot of studies show, oh, I listened to a study actually the other day on the radio. They were talking about um, people who lift weights 20 minutes twice a week. That's it. Compared yeah. to someone who doesn't do any exercise at all. Um, they increase their lifespan 30%. Oh, yeah. Um, or it might be 25%. I think it was 25%. That's huge. Um, yes. People who walk 20 minutes a day, twice a week, just walk 20 minutes a day, twice a week, increase their lifespan slightly more. So it must be 25% and 30%. People who do both lift weights twice a week for 20 minutes that's nothing and yeah. walk for 20 minutes increase their lifespan 50 percent wow like that is four days of 20 minutes of exercise wow so compared to someone effort. who does nothing yeah wow yeah. see i think yeah. it's a problem a lot of people that won't work out because they think well i have time i gotta be in the gym all the time no those you don't first of all and those yeah. studies you just talked about that proves that you don't have to spend your whole life in the gym to get benefits. Right. 20 minutes. Gosh. I mean, if your health is important to you, then find a 20 minute block and do it. I mean, those are things you can do at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. You don't even need a gym membership, really. I mean, if you really want to get you don't have to you don't have to have a gym membership, you know. No, I I work out at home. I have me too. I lucked out and got a uh, an all-in-one gym that even has a leg press and leg curl oh, and, wow, yeah. and all that. It's pretty cool. If somebody oh. was had it in their garage and needed to get rid of it, so I, I did luck out in that. But it's so easy. The yoga mat and a couple of barbells. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. Don't have barbells? Then find something in your house. You know, cans, yeah. cans of tomatoes, or I know people use jugs of milk, but we don't have jugs of milk. <laughs> yeah. Some people make their own sandbags too. You go to Lowe's and get a bag of uh, gravel. You can use those. You can use rocks in your yard. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I found a bar, speaking of barbells, I found a barbell on walmart.com for 59 bucks. <laughs> so yeah. you can still, I mean, some of this stuff's more affordable now. Right, right. Yeah, and just use the tools you have at home. If you don't have a pull-up bar, you can find two pieces of furniture and a broom handle. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get creative. Get creative. Yeah. Um speaking of benefits, I was gonna talk about I saw another study based around strength training. And there's two big benefits. One, they found that uh working out with weights for 90 minutes a week reduces the risk of developing dementia and if you already have um dementia it can help to improve it it, it, it strength training protects the hippocampus part of the brain it protects it from damage they're finding now 
And then the other study shows that strength training can actually prevent fat buildup in your heart. And if you have fat in your heart, strength training can help reduce the fat in your heart. And of course, we don't want, we don't want fat anywhere, but we definitely don't want it in our hearts because that can cause you know, heart attacks and, and strokes. So, and of course, strength training helps you maintain your independence because as we age, we get weaker. And the only way to offset this is, is regular strength training. And a lot of people in the nursing home are there because they're too, their muscles are so weak, they cannot, they can no longer take care of themselves because they're too weak to do daily tasks. But they found now that even 90-year-old people can build strength. So mm -hmm. you can always um, adapt to it. Yes. So my grandma, she will be 101 in April. And wow. she has someone come and they bring little weights. And she was like, oh, they're my, my tiny weights. But they're like two pounds or three pounds. And she'll do, she, she has to do overhead presses and some arm curls and things. But I mean, she's 100 years old. She's her, awesome. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's mostly to maintain, you know, help her with her balance, maintaining some muscle, you know, to keep her from falls and things like that. But I mean, she's still mobile. I mean, she's out walking around and, and stuff at a hundred, but it's because she's always kept a couple of lightweights like under her couch, just yeah. for the light ones. And so if she was watching TV, she had her weights, which is, if you met my grandma, you'd be like, what? <laughs> she, I fully she did. This. That's one of the reasons she's still going strong and she's still independent, you know? Yes. She just knew that that's very important, maintaining muscle mass and maintaining your muscle mass helps with your metabolism oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. And so using weights, strength training, you don't, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to hit the gym, just any, any weight bearing exercise to help strengthen the bones to help prevent yeah. osteoporosis. Um, that's very important too, but you do have to put pressure on all the different bones, which you do that with weights. Yeah. And also your same metabolism, the more, the more muscle you have, the body usually is more insulin sensitive, which means your blood sugar controls better. Yes. Yeah. That's a very important. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then there's also cardiovascular activities, running, oh, yeah. um, cycling, swimming. So swimming is not weight bearing. So it's great for anyone with a lot of arthritis. However, it's not weight bearing. And so it won't help you with building strength. So you will have to have other methods to build strength. But cardiovascular activities are, are very important too for bringing oxygen in the body, moving your lymph system, helping with cleansing and detoxing. But you can do too much. Oh yeah. As in anything you can do, too, you can do too much with the strength training. Oh, yeah. um, and so it's finding the right balance of cardiovascular activity. That's important for you too. Yeah. They're saying that we need, you know, the, I think it's the uh, American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes a week of moderate cardiovascular exercise, mm -hmm. but they're also finding that if you can do 300 minutes a week, you get even more health benefits, which that would be an hour a day, five times a week. But you can also split this up. Like if you don't have time to do an hour, you could do a 15 minute in the morning, 15 minutes after lunch. So you can also break them up that way. And then why do we want to do it? Well, cardio, cardio exercise decreases our chances for heart attacks and strokes, helps us lose weight, lowers your blood pressure, lowers your blood sugar, lowers your cholesterol. It's also really good for your mood because it helps produce endorphins when you do it. So... 
it's good for your mental health as well. And it feels good. I love to go for a bicycle ride or a little jog or a walk, or I have a little trampoline I like to jump on. So yeah, it releases the oxytocin. Yes. Yeah, so you feel good. Yes. Um, I think Dr. Greger in one of his studies said 46, or it might be in How Not to Die, his book, 46 minutes a day of cardio. <laughs> so I don't know, 46. <laughs> <laughs> that, that extra one minute, yeah. Yes. So maybe do a 15 minute walk after each meal to help with blood sugar control and give you the uh, cardiovascular benefits as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a run. No. Yeah. It can be walking. It can be just as beneficial as, as running. Oh yeah. There's, there's studies now showing that walking is, gives you just um, similar benefits to running. So if you can't run or you don't want to run, a good brisk walk will give you the same benefits. Um, and and the other the other thing they're studying now is people who have to sit a lot for their job. They're finding that if you sit for like an hour, your blood sugar is already <laughs> starting to dysregulate. Your cholesterol is starting to, your blood thickens up. So they're finding that for every hour you sit, they recommend getting up and walking for five minutes. But the five-minute walk will offset some of the metabolic changes from the sitting. So they're finding that you need to do that as well. And they're actually finding that 10-minute, you know, you're saying like doing three 10-minute walks a day actually gives you better improvements in your health than just one 30-minute walk. I think it's because it breaks up your sedentary. You go from sedentary to exercise. I think that maybe that's why it works better, but you still have to do what you have time to do. If you can only do one 30 minute session, then do it. You don't yeah. want to complicate this. You just want to do it when you can, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of could be kind of like the burst exercises. Yeah. 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 Those are really good. A lot of people like doing that. And then there's also stretching yoga, Pilates oh, yeah. and all that. I think that's very important too, very. especially to help with balance. Yeah. And preventing falls and yeah. having recovery after strength training yes i know for me i really do i like to alternate like i do strength training some days yoga some days and uh if the weather's nice i'm out i like to go for a light jog but not running i have oh, i did overrun and overtrain so maybe we should talk about that too yeah well a curious thing they're finding is people who are vigorous exercisers we're talking like these ultra marathoners, people like that. If you exercise that hard, they're finding that it can cause arterial calcification, which is crazy, but they believe it's because it, that's a lot of stress on the body. Like exercise, like running a, a marathon is really stressful on your yeah. body, you know? Yeah. Creates lots of inflammation. Yeah. Oxidative damage. So it's not really a surprise because we still have to watch for our stressors. And exercise can either be a stress relief or it can be just another stressor. If you do it too much, too long, too hard, you actually can have negative outcomes from it. Right. Well, your body doesn't know that you're running because you're thinking you're getting some kind of benefit from it. Your body thinks you're in danger. And that's why yeah. you're running. Yeah. So you have high cortisol. Blood is the blood pulls sugar. Your sugar is going into your blood which uh, damages your artery and vessel linings because sugar is, I mean, think of sugar crystals. It's got these sharp edges. 
And so I can, I can see why I didn't know that about the calcification, but I can see how that would happen. Yeah. Lots of acid in the body, which is going to pull minerals from the bones to help correct the ass pH balance. And so, yeah, that's, that could be really hard on your body. Yeah. Yeah. I Let's, mean, if you, go ahead. Uh, I was, you can finish. But that's to say, I mean, if you're already one of these people who love to do that and you're a marathoner or whatever, it doesn't happen to everyone. So the best thing to do is just go see a doctor about it, see how you're doing, you know, and they can help you decide how much exercise you need from there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And so, number one, you want to make sure that you find a for, you need to do some form of exercise every day. Oh, you yeah. have to move your body. Our bodies are made to move. We don't have a pump for the lymph system to help move detox, to help you detox and move toxins out of the body. So yeah. movement definitely has to be a part of your day. We know all the benefits from strength training and walking and stretching. It's just finding what works for you. You know, you can say, I need 46 minutes of cardio and I need so 20 minutes of strength training, and then I need to do 20, 30 minutes of yoga. And you know, you're trying to fit it all in. And <laughs> That's, that's adding stress to you as well. And so it's finding what what is going to work right with you. So find something that feels good to you. I love walking. I love hiking. And so yeah. if I can get out and do those, those, that's my number one choice. I love swimming. I don't have a pool. And so sometimes it's hard for me to go somewhere where I can swim. There is one in the next county that I can go and, and swim in. Um, then, and it's indoor. So I do enjoy that at times. And I love riding my bike, but I live in an area where there's no bike trails and the roads are really narrow old country roads. And so it's, that doesn't work for me. So for me, out hiking and walking, that is my cardio. I have my home gym. So I do like to work that in when I can. It makes it easy. If you now, a lot of people, they love to work in groups, work out in groups. If you do, then a gym might be the best thing for you. Do a group exercise program, meet a friend at the gym. I used to do that um, before we moved. I actually worked at the Y in a few former life and my mom would come at her lunch break and we would work out together and that was great. You know, just having someone to meet you and work out with you at the Y. And then I had a partner I would meet. It was my actually my stepmom. I'd meet her for yoga and we would go to yoga a few nights a week. It's just finding someone to help you if that's something you enjoy. And you know, make making sure you enjoy it and work it. I like variety. So I don't like to do the same thing every day. I switch it up, you know, a couple of days of this, a couple of days of this, and a couple of days of that. Yeah, it's really good. So a lot of people do good with exercise, buddy. Like you're saying, if you if you have trouble with motivation, find a buddy. It, they you keep each other accountable. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you do have to find the right balance for you because I did several years ago. I'd say several, probably four or five years ago, and when all the obstacle courses, you know, the Spartan races and mud runs and all that they were getting really big and I would train for those because I was like oh I'm gonna be really good at this I'm gonna be the oldest out there and I'm gonna do it <laughs> and so I made an obstacle course here at my house and you know I had the big bags and yeah. buckets you know preparing <laughs> for all those and I overdid it you know I I, I uh my running time was great you know I was really meeting some uh, goals but my health really suffered from it too 
I burnt myself out. And I, I think that happens a lot. You know, I have clients come to me, I can't lose weight and I'm working out so hard. I'm running every day. Um, I'm wearing a weighted vest while I run. I'm working out and I'm doing all the things and I just can't lose weight. And when you tell someone, well, you need to cut back on your exercise, that's not what they want to hear, especially when they want to lose weight. So yeah. what, what advice would you give to someone who is over-exercising, in, in your opinion, um, and wants to lose weight? Well, you're definitely going to have to cut back because if you're over-exercising, first of all, your body cannot recover. And if your body does not recover from exercise, you're wasting your time because that's where the body adapts. Also, if you're over-exercising your body, it's going to have higher levels of cortisol. And cortisol, if you have a lot of cortisol in the body, your body will store fat. And you don't want that because, well, you're trying to lose fat, not gain fat. So what I would tell them, I would say, and I don't want to hear this, but I would say take a week or two off from doing any, maybe just light walking for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. I would say get to bed by between nine and 10 o'clock at night, which a lot of people, that's hard too, but this is what, if you really want to get healthy, do this. I would say, drink a lot of water. And I would also start to practice some form of meditation or deep breathing because what's going on is your, your body is just overworked. It's stressed out. The last thing it wants to do is lose weight. So basically, I'm going to tell you, go from your, your your marathon workouts. I want you to start to relax more for the time being. And then after a few weeks, this will work, work our way back into exercise, but we're not going to kill ourselves. We're going to do things like 30-minute walks in the morning. And if you want to, you could do 30 minutes in the evening like one of the best things I found for weight loss is a 30-minute walk in the morning and a 30-minute walk in the evening. And then somewhere in between, if you have time, do a little bit of strength training. That works great. I think it's because it's activity, but it's not so much and it's not so strenuous that you have a lot of cortisol spikes. Mm -hmm. I've seen many people lose weight while walking. I'm talking all they do is walk and they will drop weight because it's not too stressful. And of course, you know, the diet has to be in check, but that's another, you know. Yes. Well, that might be a good way to transition, but it's, you know, everything you said in the beginning, it was like, you're using my words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we are, we're so in sync on, on some of these things. Yeah. Yes. I think me, Jennifer and I used to be real uh, gym rats. And uh, back then I thought I would go, go hard, hard and I developed anxiety. I'm telling you, I think one reason is because I worked out so hard when I was young. I mean, crazy hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't even talk about sleep, but that could bring us to a whole nother oh, subject yeah. too. Yeah. Getting the sleep. Um, well, you said going to bed at nine, but I was even thinking, you know, adding things like yoga and stretching, yes. and walking yeah, to help with meditation and not doing the hardcore hot sweat yoga. So doing yeah. the uh, relaxing stretching yoga legs up the wall restorative yes. yoga those are all great options yes so let's transition into foods for exercise like foods that would be good a lot of people they uh tell me they have to have their protein shake before they have to have their high carb 
meal after they work out. Um, and to me, you correct me um, if you think I'm incorrect, depending on what you are doing. So if you're training for a marathon, then you may you do need some extra nutrition. But if you are not training for a marathon, you're doing, you know, the 30 minute walk, you're doing, you know, a, a session in the gym with weights, you really don't need to add any more nutrition to your day. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, that's not that much stress on the body. Just eat a normal, healthy diet. I don't think um, you're going to have to carb low for a 30 minute walk. <laughs> you know? No, no. I mean, I usually do that on an empty stomach. So, yeah. Do you need a protein shake before you go hit the gym? No, that's, there's really no benefit to that. I mean, they're, they used to tell you to eat protein like, I think within an hour after your workout, but the studies have shown that's not really necessary either. Just as long as you're getting your protein sometime throughout your day, you're going to be just fine. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not neurotic about that anymore. I just work out and I eat when I feel like it. And my results are identical to the days where I used to drink protein after I worked out. It's all it's all marketing gimmicks. People look, people want to sell their protein powders. And so they tell people, you need my protein because if you don't drink it after you work out, you won't build any muscle. It's 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 not true. Um right. Now, like you're saying, if you're a hardcore if you're a marathoner, yeah, if you're gonna run a marathon race, yeah, the night before you should eat it, you should do your um carbs, you know, your you could do a lot of fruit or you could do your rice, whatever. And but stay other, well hydrated. Yes, that's the most important thing, hydration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're out walking or a light jog. Yeah, yeah a lot of this is just overeating. Yeah. It, but if you're out jogging, a light jog, things like that, um, then you may, you need to, and it's hot. Yeah. And you need to stay hydrated. Even when you're swimming, people don't realize that you, when you're in the pool, you're actually sweating, but you're in the pool. You don't know it. So you need to make sure that you're drinking a lot of water um, when you go swimming. Um, but other than that, there's very few times that you need to add extra, um, and not anything extra, especially if you're losing, trying to lose weight. Now I'm oh, not yeah. telling you to under eat, under eating that can bring us into a whole nother topic that we can talk about at another time, but you need to, you need the right amount of nutrition and the same, you know, you don't, you don't need extra on the days that you're exercising. If you are overweight, if you're overweight, oh yeah, as long as you're eating a nice, healthy diet that meets your nutrient needs, um, adding in the cardiovascular exercise, not running making sure you do mindfulness exercises as well to maintain cortisol. I think those are, are really all you need to uh, lose weight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'll um, just go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what are some other, what are some nutrients that you think are, are good that we need? Like, I don't even, I think that even brings us into a whole nother thing. Like we don't really need to focus on specific nutrients um, if you are trying to build muscle, you need all the same nutrients that you need if you're not trying to build muscle. We need all the amino acids, which we can get from a variety of plant foods. Um, a lot of times people focus on one thing. So like in the bodybuilding world, there's a lot of uh, chicken breast, um, egg whites, whey protein, 
and things like that. We don't need to focus on one thing. We can get everything we need in a variety if we eat a variety of foods. Yeah, all you really need to do is eat a balanced, healthy diet. You don't need to overeat anything. You just need to eat a healthy diet and work out. That's what I do. I mean, I eat a healthy plant-based diet. I don't overeat on anything. And my workouts do just fine. And I'll be 45 years old this year. And I'm, my strength training, I still gain strength. I build muscle. And I don't count anything. I just eat plant foods. I don't care how much protein I'm getting. I don't, I don't even think about it. I just eat what I think mm -hmm. is healthy. Yes. And I do have people. So they're, they're people that use trackers. Yeah. And I can see both sides of the both sides of the coin there looking at trackers. I do like trackers for someone who is just going whole food plant-based. Someone who's coming from a standard American diet who wants to be healthier and eat a balanced meal. A lot of times I'll have them use trackers, which can be a pain. It's it's hard to enter in all those different foods, but I want to make sure that they're getting in all of the nutrients. Um, I don't want someone to swap, you know, chicken for hemp seeds and then that's all they're eating. We need to eat lots of different yeah. foods to get all the nutrients. And it's more important to me that you are meeting all of those nutrient needs um, than looking at the macros. You know, I, it, it doesn't matter the macros you need to be making sure are you getting a plenty of vitamin a and vitamin e and vitamin um, c and all your b vitamins as well as the amino acids and it'll break down for you amino acids on certain trackers now there are people who get obsessed because as soon as they log in they start looking at the calories and they they hone in on the calories and then they stop eating other foods oh i can't eat that i can't eat that it's higher in calories and then they start missing nutrients and then they stop losing weight and their health doesn't improve and it's because they're focusing on the calories and i wish calories could just be thrown out yeah me too a lot yeah. of people are eating way too few calories and they'll tell women eat 1200 calories a day well that might work for a few weeks, but then your body's going to go into starvation. The starvation mode is real. I've, I've seen the studies. Your body's mm -hmm. like, okay, we're not getting enough food, so we're going to start to store whatever we get. This is a yes. real thing. Yeah, it's too much stress on the body. The body's stressed, so it's focusing on storing fat. Mm -hmm. We don't know if we're going to get enough calories later today. We better hold on to this fat. It's not going to release any, and it's going to store everything it can as fat if you're chronically under eating mm -hmm. and this is the thing where i mean i used to believe it but now it is ingrained and there, all these experts are still saying the only way to lose weight is you have to drastically cut your calories and yeah. if that worked we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic we have yeah. an obesity epidemic in our country mm -hmm. and we and we're a country of calorie cutters right it doesn't work right <laughs> Right. They're cutting the calories and then they're not getting enough nutrients, uh -huh. nutrients the body needs for all of its different functions. And, uh, and unfortunately, we're suffering. And a lot of foods that are being eaten have been stripped of nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of the foods, if it's in a box or a bag, it's most likely been stripped of important nutrients that your body needs. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, if the body doesn't get enough, <clears throat> like Jennifer's saying, don't focus on macronutrients, which I agree. But the body, if we're not getting enough vitamins and minerals every day, the body's not going to let go of any weight. I mean, that's the, that's the last thing it wants to do. It wants to, the first thing the body wants to do is keep itself alive. 
So if you don't, if you're malnourished, it's not going to lose weight. Yes. So eating enough for your exercise is very important. Oh yeah. 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 So I think, I think we, you know, we covered, you know, we talked about nutrients and exercise. We talked about um, optimal exercise or exercising for optimal health. We even talked about exercise and weight loss. So I think we covered it all. Um, another topic that we um, have mentioned in previous podcasts was the microbiome. So I think that next oh, yeah. week we should talk about uh, the microbiome, the whole mucosal system is very interesting. Might get a little bit nerdy. So uh, please <laughs> tune in to us next week. And thank you for joining us today as we talked about exercise.